What's up, all you wild and crazy gangsters out there in RS land? It is your boy, your friend. Uh, hopefully your friend. I'd imagine I'm your friend. I hope I am. Drew, the uh, deputy commissioner of the Real Shit Baseball League, the manager of the Philadelphia Pillies, and uh, it's the Real Shit Baseball Podcast. And it is, of course, Monday. It is August 3rd as we are recording this. It's 11 p.m. And I am joined by my uh, my comrade, my colleague, my pal. It is Tyler Jackson, the Big Jack Daddy. Tyler, what's up? What's up, man? It's good to hear from you again. Yes, sir. This uh, this regular month. I swear, man, I, I told you when we started this, you can never tell what's going to happen on my Mondays. And boy, it is, I've been two for two on busy Mondays thus far. Hey, it's cool, man. I'm ready to talk baseball anytime. I'm ready to talk baseball, too. And you know what we do when we're ready to talk baseball, Tyler? We go to top first? Yeah, we go to top first. And it's time for top first. And uh, you know what? We've got a trade, and it's one that I'm very familiar with because your boy is one half of it. It is the Phillies receiving $2 in cap space. The Rockies receiving Colby Allard, one year, $1. Tyler, take it away, buddy. Um, well, I didn't see this trade, so this is a surprise to me. Um, <laughs> surprise? <laughs> yeah. um, is Colby Allard supposed to be in the rotation now? He is. He. Okay. Um, this may be a bit of a sore subject, a sore yeah. thought for you, but he's taking Kluber's spot. Mm. So, um... Until Kluber uh, returns, which is next season, IIRC, um, yeah, uh, Allard's going to be in the rotation. So Tommy is getting a $1 Colby Allard who could hold down a rotation job, potentially. Yeah, at, yeah. At the cost of 3 bucks. So I like the move. I, I I wish I had been on more on top of that. I probably would have asked you for Allard myself. Well, I apologize. Oh, that's um, okay. That's this my fault. is uh, no, I, I, you can hardly say fault. Uh, either way, yes, um, I will. I will do more due diligence to message you regarding any young pitchers I decide to trade in the future. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. No problem. Uh, we do have some ads to discuss. Uh, let's start with the ones that are non uh, non fab bids. Uh, the Phillies add Lewis Thorpe, one year, two dollars. Uh, Thorpe. Started tonight for the Twingemans, and uh, his stat line wasn't uh, wasn't I mean outstanding, but I was satisfied for the most part, considering it's his first major start this season. Yeah, how did he do? Uh, four innings pitched, six point seven five ERA, a two fifty WHIP with three Ks. Um, he had some trouble with uh, with people getting on base. Uh, you know, of course, when you have that happen, people are going to score runs. But um, and and it was Pittsburgh, which is something that I'm not yeah. uh, I'm not necessarily happy about. But I mean, you watch the whole series with Pittsburgh and St. Louis. You know Pittsburgh can put people on base. You know they can score yeah. runs. So they can, they can swing the bat. They can. It's um, it's it's a little bit of a a tough a tough thing to be like, oh, it's Pittsburgh. You know that he should have done fine. So you know, I'm not going to play that game. I'm not going to do any of those things. I'm satisfied with him uh getting the start don't know that it's going to be a long-term thing and yahoo itself was even mentioned that he may be kind of in the opening role so uh you know you'll have that you'll have that uh curious to see what happens but i love the underlying skill set on lewis thorpe i think he's got starter potential starter makeup pitches that i really like i don't want to take much more time on a, a simple ad so we'll move along um 
Red Sox adds Edwin Rios one year, $1. This is a corner bat. And I, I don't know why I'm telling you this like you don't know, Tyler. I'm sure you don't much more about Rios than I. Uh, a corner bat with a lot of power, uh, a familiar profile for the Dodgers. What you think about Edwin Rios going to the, the blood stockings? Yeah. Um, in the opportunities he's gotten so far this season, um, he has shown well. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I agree with that. Hit a couple of home runs so far. Um, has shown that fl- that power potential, and uh, really he just he just needs some playing time to see what he can do. But good luck that's getting a, it. Yeah, that's a familiar thing in uh, Los Angeles. But man, uh, way to go on the Jandy man for picking up Edwin Rios. Looks like a good player to have. Uh, if, like you said, only gets some playing time. Man, that could uh, that could mm. be pretty cool. And then we had two uh, we had two fab. Uh, players as well the athletics added tyler alexander on a one-year one dollar deal uh he actually used his waiver to outbid a one dollar bid from said red Sox. uh alexander your namesake tyler uh yeah he pitched 3.1 innings with 10 k's for the uh the tigers and uh i owned alexander last season and i i liked his um i liked his stuff i can't I, I will not sit here and lie to you and say that I saw him as a 10 strikeout no, guy. No. Even over – I mean, had he gone six innings, I'd have been satisfied with six strikeouts. Right. Yeah, he was not good last year from what I remember. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's a, there's a reason you didn't keep him this year. Truth. Good point. And uh, so, Paul – he, he adds Alexander, though, and this looks like, you know, I think his note on Yahoo, I'm trying to scroll to it now, I believe it even referenced the fact that, yeah, it, it reads that, uh, let me see here, he's shown flashes of being competent hurler, but this came out of nowhere, and that's an understatement. Mm. Maybe it'll earn him a start. And, um, I mean, that's that kind of remains to be seen, but as, in terms of a speculative ad, you can't really do much better. Yeah. I've, you know, why not? I mean, and like like we've said a thousand times, pitching is gold in this league, so there yep. you have it. Yep. And the final one we have, we have Mr. Mike McKee, the Mariners. He adds a – I mean, I guess you could call him a closer. He's certainly the closer for now. It's Gyro Diaz on a one-year $2 deal. Uh, Scott Oberg is down. Wade Davis is down. Gyro Diaz, you're the next man up. And uh, Mariners outbid – three one dollar bids from uh myself the phillies yourself the rays and a very busy man last evening red sox <laughs> alex anderson so mm. mariners is the one that comes with gyro diaz tell me about gyro diaz and what what uh convinced you to put a bid down um i i don't know much about him to be honest with you but uh he got to save last night the rockies are i think seven and two after tonight so they're looking like a good team so far and sounds like they're gonna win some games so uh, I know Wade Davis has not fared well so far this season. And um, I was like, why not try and get the, the hot hand sure. on a good team? So, Sure. And, yeah. and I will I will defend Wade Davis a little. Um, and now, granted, this is just because I've heard Kyle defending him to me. But I can say Davis may be suspect, but he was getting saves. I mean, it may be with a 9 ERA. It may be with no strikeouts, mm-hmm. but a saves of, a save's a save. TM Kyle Wheeler, 2017. So <laughs> – uh, you know, but all that aside, to my best knowledge now, Gyro has as many saves, yeah, as many saves as Wade on on the season, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. I want to verify that, but 
Um, another thing, Tyler, that this is uh, prominent for, if I'm not mistaken, is this should be now the biggest um, the biggest free agent fab bonanza of the year thus far. Yeah, four teams. I'm, yeah, besides I'm gonna, Anthony Bass. Uh, yes, I believe you're right on Bass. I'm going to confirm that now, but yes, Wade Davis did have two saves as well. Uh, uh, Bass had five teams, yes, so that's the that's the biggest one. But Mariners got him too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a I'm very seeing a pattern here. Yeah, mm. it, when I, when it's a closer, uh, a new closer to the role, Mariners is going to step up. And well, I also best. let's see. Mariners also has forty dollars right now. So after that, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Let's let's give a quick money rundown. Actually, he's I'll got the what, he's got the most money in the league besides Rockies and Pirates. Oh, and uh, Giants. Fred, excuse me. Oh, and Freddie. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even see those two. So I mean, but you just said Mariners forty dollars. That means that there are five teams with a tenth or more of their budget available to them currently. That's right. That's crazy. This is this year has been ridiculous for so many reasons. Mm. And uh, I mean, the most money in the league is still Tommy with ninety four. Pirates is sitting at a fat ninety three. Uh, Clay has forty three. Freddie has fifty nine. I mean, there's there's money that can go every which way, uh, but loose apparently, and somebody's going to spend eventually, and it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see who's going to be that big money guy this year. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure later on in the episode, you've got some names that uh, that may be. Uh, well, I guess all our prospects we'll be covering are already owned, but yeah, maybe uh, maybe there are some guys that we're not expecting. Yeah. Uh, or that aren't owned that could come up and make a, make an impact splash. So yeah, that's what makes baseball fun. It is real quickly. Let's talk about some drops. And like I mentioned on our last episode, these are guys who, you know, you may be able to target on the wire now, but again, bear in mind, they are on a contract. So you're going to add at least a dollar to whatever their existing contract is. That said, that shouldn't be a problem for some of these high rollers, like the names we just mentioned. Let's go on and get some quick drops. Phillies drops Daniel Norris, one year, one dollar. It's a quick stay in Philly for Mr. Norris. Athletics drops Kevin Ginkel. Ginkel. I'm going to say Ginkel because that sounds cool. One year, one dollar. <laughs> the Tigers drop John Means, one year, six dollars. Rockies drop Alex Young, one year, one dollar. Mariners drops Eric Thames, one year, one dollar. Yankees drops Miles Mikolas, one year, $23. Um, a lot of injured list guys there that are uh, getting the boot, and I mean, uh, this isn't this is not an uncommon thing for late season. And I mean, mm-hmm. I think I said it yesterday. Uh, I know you weren't on that episode, but I, I would imagine you listened. Just knowing you, you're a very avid uh, supporter of the podcast. Um, you're right. This this is late season. I mean, it's if you're not looking at it that way, you're looking at it wrong. This mm-hmm. is late season because of the way this season set up. So. All bets are off. Anyway, something that Tyler has brought to my attention is that we should look at difference makers. And Tyler, um, I'll let you get into the theory of this, but essentially, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the goal is he and I are going to look at some of the biggest difference makers of the first uh, fixture, the first week of the real shit season. Uh, And Tyler, why don't you break down kind of what the rationale behind this is? Yeah, um, well, <clears throat> it'll be a little different this week because we just finished week one. But the, the main rationale behind this is we want to see who the biggest difference makers were across the league in every week. So who made the biggest difference? And not just in 
a single matchup, but who also made the biggest difference across the league as a whole. You see? Certainly. Um, so, um, with that said, me and Drew are going to talk about um, some some positive guys, guys who uh, made big strides, who did a lot for their teams, put the team on their back, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. Um, yes. And uh, they – kind of change maybe change the landscape of the 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 league the standings and everything um but on the flip side we're also going to look at some negative players um you know more i guess big name players that disappointed in a big way and also changed the landscape of the league um certainly week to week so yeah so that's kind of what i was thinking behind this i love it and uh you know we're still we're still kind of playing with the template here to this uh, uh, matchup breakdown weekly show for the podcast. But the first week, I know for sure we did five each. Uh, Tyler is going to be handling the negative side of the coin. I'm going to be handling the positive side of the coin. Uh, we started with five. Tyler, if if you don't mind, if you have yours ranked, one, do you have yours ranked one to five? Um, I do not, but I have, a, I have a pretty good idea of what it would be. So Okay. Should we, should we start with our number fives? Yeah. Let's do that. Do, yeah. you, do you want to go first or should I? Yeah, I can go first. Go ahead. Um, so I guess number five, um, looking at the uh, Giants and Cubs uh, matchup, my first negative would be um, the Cubs bullpen. Uh, Rody's bullpen as a whole let him down this week. Um, Emilio Pagan, Matt Barnes, um, Ty Buttry, and Chad Cool all had really bad weeks. And, very, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to look at the stand, the uh, score real quick. And Giants ended up winning the ERA and WHIP category. Um, not, I wouldn't say comfortably, but by enough to not make Clay sweat too bad on the last day. But uh, just real quick, you know, Emilio Pagan, he had a 12.27 ERA for the week and a 2.18 WHIP. Matt Barnes had a 9 ERA and a 2.25 WHIP. Butchery was bad. He had an ERA over seven, whip over two. Um, and uh, Cool had a 6.75 ERA and a 2.25 whip. Now, I know that bullpens only get so many innings a week. And so you can't really look at um, single players out of a bullpen like that that really changed the, the team that way. But when it's your whole bullpen, when it's four or five guys that have really bad weeks, it really does um, screw up your pitching stats like that. So, um, you could you could kind of put a uh, roadie's bullpen. They, they could you could uh, give them this loss this week. So that's my that's I, my first negative. I hear you. I hear you. And um, honestly, buddy, I think that that's a really rational thing to say. Um, and it did. I, I don't want to sit here and dog on the poor fella, but yeah, I mean, it really did. It let him down. So I, you know, nothing, nothing, no arguments out of me. I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I will, uh, will have to go back and make the joke that uh, you were saying Chad Cool's line, and the line that came to mind for me was that's not cool. So there you go. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you another thing that I personally don't find cool at all is uh, my number five positive difference maker of the week, and mm. that is going to be Mr. Joseph Gallo. Yes, for the Braves. Mm. Um, Gallo. Uh, he had, um, let's just, I'll say this. He had a big day as part of a big week, uh, over the matchup entirely. Gallo sat at five runs, three homers, eight RBI, two stolen bases, and a 
a stupid 310 average. This is a guy who, for uh, for all intents and purposes, should and is expected to be an average drain, whereas I can look at guys on the team who was against Freddie last week, who just so happens to be my own team, who are supposed to be average boons, who look like jabronis next yeah. to uh, Joey Gallo. And um, Freddie's offense in this uh, second half of the week, or the second half of the matchup, rather, I should say, they really came to life. Uh, I, I, know, I don't want to sit here and harp like we have for the last two episodes about it's so close. It's been such a close matchup. It's such a close matchup. It really was. It and was. If you're sick, if you're sick of hearing me say it, go look at the Braves Phillies <laughs> matchup because it was close. Um, I mean, it, it just was period to hell with you. It is what it is. So <laughs> Freddie's offense, literally though, it from like Monday, Monday till Sunday were dynamite. And Gallo, I think was the guy that plugged the whole team into the wall and was the conduit. Uh, the home run he hit on Sunday was kind of the moment where Bag I just kind of sat back on the couch yeah. and thought, you know, this is, it's over. Like yeah. I'm not, I can't come back from this. <laughs> well, I, I lied to you. Um, that's, that's the Freddie thing that I was like this, it's over. Uh, one of my own players who I would hope is going to be coming up on your list later on. He really uh, was the it's over for me. And uh, I don't want to bury your lead, but Joey Gallo, a fabulous performance, a leader type performance, uh, Freddie's whole team is freaking amazing, and they they proved it on the big the biggest stage. They did, uh, and uh, it, it hurts. That's that 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 loss hurts, but you know it is what it is. So yeah, let let's hear your number four uh, um, negative. Yeah, it's my maybe. number my number four negative will actually stay in your matchup, and we'll talk about one of your offensive players. Um, I know this is going to be hard to hear, but man, Josh Donaldson let you down last week. Big you know, time. he did. Um, Big time. He, he really did. That's not the guy I would have pointed the finger at. Oh, yeah? Who was, who was your guy? No, uh, Altuve let me down yeah. horribly. But yeah. Donaldson is one that I, I my wife can attest. She does not know Josh Donaldson from Adam, and yet she's heard me call him every name in the book over the last three or four days. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I think that the reason, the reason I went with Donaldson is because he had – uh, Altuve had more counting stats than Donaldson did this last week. Um, sure. But, you know, you you lost the home run category by one home run. You lost the RBI category by one RBI. And Donaldson had – he hit one home run. He only had two RBIs for the week. And it's just hard to swallow that right there. Because, you know, Altuve, he does hit home runs. But Donaldson is your power guy and your RBI guy. And he's inarguably the best lineup in baseball. And – he just didn't. He just didn't do it last week. He just didn't have it, and Altuve didn't either. Um, that series against the Dodgers was awful for him and Bregman and Correa. Uh, but Donaldson, I watched him for the two games they played against the Cardinals last week, and mm-hmm. the home run that he did hit, um, it was uh, it was one of these new baseball home runs. Let's just put it that way. Um, he hit like an outside pitch and he hit it up. It was an oppo bomb. And I was oh, like, yeah. no way does that go out with an old baseball. No way. It looked like he was swinging. Like he didn't have a clue that he hit a home run. And so. Sure. Now I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with you at all, Tyler. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it was just Donaldson. He was just a big negative for me. Cause I know he hurt you big time because he, if he had had just an average week. 
then you you probably would have won this matchup. So, I I thank you. Um, yep, yep. You know, I, we've 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 said enough about my team. Uh, we <laughs> we've said enough. I and I mean that. I mean we we're here to talk about the league, and it's not just me. But um, on on a note, I, I kind of this kind of just came to me because I I found it sweet that you said the words. I know that he really hurt you. It, it was very. It was like out of context. That's a really sweet thing to say. Oh no, um, no. I'd feel the same uh, way. I will say that uh, the example that Tyler gave me when presenting this idea in a text earlier uh, was that Aaron Judge was a huge difference maker in a positive way. I should have let you know off the air, Tyler, but I didn't use that when I wanted to use fresh examples. But I will have plenty of good talk about Mr. Judge later on in the show. Hey. That said, um, I do have one that kind of plays off your number five in terms of a positive. Okay. So we were talking just a second ago about how Rodello's bullpen really let him down, and you were saying that uh, you it's 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 hard to single out one guy from a bullpen, and it's hard to you know these sorts of things. But uh, one player that I can say for sure is uh, had the team on his back in terms of a, a bullpen was Mister Joe Jimenez for the Astros. Uh, the saves category is one that I mean all all, all love only love to Mister Alex Anderson. Uh, fabulous guest yesterday, uh, great guy, uh, cut a, a very cuddly guy. Love cuddling with Alex Anderson. Anyway, uh, the <laughs> the saves category not really ever in question, and that's on Joe Jimenez, bro. He was until last night four for four in saves on save chances, and he's locked in for a. Um, I think at best we can call them a questionable Tigers team. Mm-hmm. Joe Jimenez does not care, dude. He's doing the damn thing. Uh, he is, uh, he's catching saves, uh, at every, every which way. So, uh, big ups to Joe Jimenez. That was, uh, the categories, you know, that the, you mentioned them earlier, your ratios, your, uh, your, your strikeouts in every blue moon, your, your saves. Those are what your relievers do for you. And Joe Jimenez was doing it for Astros in a big 10 to two week. Yeah, I agree. Four, four saves from one guy in one week is a backbreaker for the other team. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Let's hear your number three negative, my man. <clears throat> okay, um, number three. Um, I will, let's look at the Blue Jays Yankees matchup. And um, Kyle had a couple guys that let him down this week, um, but I think one of the biggest ones was Robbie Ray. Um, he was yeah. uh, not good. Let's just put it that way. Um, he That's a kind way to say it. Yeah. And, you know, I expect a lot out of Robbie Ray. I've been reading a lot about him, especially, like, since summer camp started and spring training even back, back you know, that felt like five years ago. It did. Um, but uh, this week he's he's changed his arm angle when he, when he comes down and um, everyone thought that he was going to have some better control, uh, maybe some increased velocity with that. And um, that just didn't happen this week for him. Um, he had a uh, let's see, he threw eight and a third innings in two starts with an eight point six four ERA, a two point one six WHIP. He didn't have a win or a quality start, and um, Powell ended up losing the ERA, the WHIP, and the quality save categories this last week, and he lost six to five. And it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard to point the finger. Yeah, and I'm not saying that you know if Robbie Ray had thrown two, you know, just great starts that he would have won both those categories. Cause you know, John's got some great pitching, but um, Robbie Ray definitely made a difference. So yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. And I'm reading here that uh, things are not going to get easier for Robbie Ray. 
uh, Roto World reads, things are not getting easier from Robbie Ray from here. He will draw the Astros in a home start next on Wednesday. Mm. So, I mean, dude, stranger things have happened than Robbie Ray coming out and blanking the Astros. That's true. Uh, so, you know, who are we to say no to Robbie Ray? Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, that's one of those ones where I, I know Kyle very well. You, some have said we have a brotherly charm between us. Uh, Rob, that's one of them where he's just going to have to kind of grit his teeth and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I, you know, you can't jump ship on Robbie Ray just yet, but no, if he has a couple more no. starts like that, it might be time to at least consider it. Agreed. Well, uh, we'll move on to some positive notes. My number three, uh, I actually have a tie here, uh, but conveniently it's from the same team. So we're going to talk about uh, some folks from the athletics Tigers matchup. And we are going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about Tyler Chatwood, who's a fellow that you had a glowing review for last week. Yeah. And I will continue that trend. And we're also going to talk about a guy who, to my best knowledge, you're not the biggest fan of in Nick Castellanos because mm. he was a, uh, wasn't he a Cub and then now a Red? He just, yeah. he can't do anything but hit against the Cardinals. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, both those guys just popped off, man. Uh, Nick Castellanos, TF, are you doing, boy? Eight runs, eight, uh, eight runs, four homers, 11 RBIs, 387 average, 1.343 OPS. Uh, Castellanos is the type of fella, Tyler, and I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. You you see it in person. <laughs> Castellanos can take a game over, and uh, when you look up and down the batters on the athletics lineup, you see lots of guys who were just, you know, in for killer weeks and did a wonderful job. Castellanos' numbers literally jump off the page and slap you until that's all you're staring at, and that's what happened with me looking at him, his team. Uh that said, we're going to talk now about another fellow who uh, rags to riches. That I mean, that's that's yeah. it. Rags to riches. Uh, Chatwood, you you look up and down, and I mean, you said John has great pitching. He truly does. The same can be said for uh, for Paul, Corbin, Gallon, Woodruff, Gray, Bauer, Kershaw, Berrios, Weaver, uh, Odorizzi. Uh, you expect these guys to be dynamite, but. The guy that has the again the stat line that you keep looking at, it's chat. Uh, man's look sitting on two wins over two starts, nineteen strikeouts, zero point seven one ERA, zero point seven nine WHIP, two quality starts. You expect the performance that you got out of Sonny Gray. The fact that Tyler Chatwood was a near perfect facsimile is something that. Paul, I love you, but hashtag no love. There is a zero percent chance you predicted Tyler Chatwood would do this. Yep. Had you, if, if if Paul, if you were to say I predicted sixty percent of this, fine. You could say seventy percent of this. I would rationally sort of believe you. You cannot have expected this, and yet it's happened. And so for that, Chat, Tyler Chatwood, Paul, you get all the praise and hashtag all love on that one. <laughs> I couldn't say it any better, bro. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just the wow. I mean, the dude was so bad last year, and the Cubs fans he hated him because they gave him that contract. And I don't know. Can't explain. Tyler, Tyler, uh, Chatwood was like a park. Everybody gets a walk. Oh, yes. Everybody. And it's everybody gets a walk. Mask on, and- mask off. It don't matter. Come on out. <laughs> 
Two, it, yes. The end, end of discussion. You hit it. You hit. Yeah. The nail's been hammered in. Tell me about your number three on the negative side of this coin, brother. Well, uh, this will be my number two. I'm sorry. Um, oh, yes, you're right. Sorry. Go so uh, this one's going to sting. This one is really going to sting. I, I don't know if you've noticed yet, but my negatives have all come from the uh, the close matchups this week. Oh, yeah. And um, Christian Yelich. Dude. Yikes. Dude. Yeah. Yikes. Do you remember what I do you remember what I just said about Tyler Chatwood? Yeah. How, yeah. how you could say not in a million years did you project this mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. See that note on this. I mean, God, yes. Alex, I'm so sorry. It Go was, ahead, Alex. It, it was bad. Um Rockies, he ended up winning this matchup six to five. And uh Alex's Cardinals, uh, we know he's got an incredible pitching staff, and that um, they showed out this week. They did, but they did. Alex's offense did not show up, and Christian Yelich was the main. Uh, I guess if there's a scapegoat here, he's it because he was bad, um, <laughs> real bad. He had one hit all week. Luckily, that was a home run, um, but. He had he yeah. scored one run, which was off the home run he hit. He had three RBIs, and he had a zero point three seven. I'm sorry, a point zero three seven batting average for the week with an OPS of two twenty. You you expect Christian Yelich to have a much higher? I think batting you could average. Add a, I think you could add two tenths places yes. to that, and I and comf- yeah. I'd comfortably believe him. Yeah, and you know, Alex he ended up losing the RBI stat by five runs, uh, five RBIs. Um, oh. The other ones weren't just real close, but y- you think on a good week, Christian Yelich, he has more than – he has about eight, nine RBIs. Yeah. I mean, that's – he's your stud. He's your 40-something dollar player. You expect this out of him. You don't expect him to s- just be terrible. And, man, I know Alex is disappointed. Um, you know, Ooh, not to take any credit yeah. away from, from uh, Tommy and the team he's got. But when you've got a stud like that and he comes out and does that, especially week one, it's hard to swallow. So yeah, he's my he's my number two negative. I know that was hard. That was it was bad. It was bad. It was it was tough. Um mm. you know, uh honestly, I'm kind of to the point where I don't want to speak too ill of Christian Yelich. Uh anybody and again, this is not new this is not news. Anybody that knows me really well will know that I have a, uh, a theory about not speaking about my matchup as it's occurring. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, we have uh, my number two on the positive side, and we're going to look at a new manager in the league. We're going to talk about Mr. Sergio. Uh, some may call him the authority. I call him Sergi Baby. Uh, and we're going to talk about a guy. Uh, here's a story of Trevor's story. Uh, he looks plum stupid right now. Mm-hmm. We're talking to the tune of nine runs, four homers, five RBIs, two stolen bases, a 345 average, a 1.231 OPS. Uh, Diamondbacks has, um, I'm trying to think of a fair way to say this, uh, lethal offense. Um, absolutely devastating. Uh, at least as of thus far. Uh, Story was directing the concerto, uh, you know, in the bottom of the pit. He is waving the wand, 
directional. Uh, the leading cause of a dynamite offense this past week, he himself is on an otherworldly pace. Uh, I mean, you take a look up and down this lineup uh, from last week, leads the team in runs, leads the team in home runs, leads the team in stolen bases. Uh, there were guys who had more RBIs than him, but uh, that's three guys. And those are, again, just great great contributors in Brandon Lau, Ramon Laureano, Manny Machado. Uh a tremendous start to the season for Trevor Story. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, the Rockies uh, look like they've come to play. So they have. So we'll see what happens. I'm sure Trevor Story is going to be in the thick of it the whole way, bro. Yeah, I, I agree. He had he had a great week, and I wish I wish Arenado had that kind of week. That's that's all I'll say. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you 100. Uh, percent Well, Tyler, uh, it has come time to hear who uh, the biggest disappointment the biggest difference maker on the sad side yes and um like i said when we discussed what we were trying to get out of this 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 right here this is the biggest difference maker in the league for me this week and um it's not one player it's not one team it's covid19 agreed that is that is the biggest difference maker in this league this week um you know, we all know that the Marlins, the Cardinals, the Phillies, the Brewers, the Blue Jays, uh, I think the Nationals, other teams missed Yankees. some games. Yankees, Yankees missed some games, yep. And it's just hard, you know, especially in a league like this where you've only got so much money and there's only so many decent free agents to pick up. You can't, you can't just pick up a guy to have him bat four times for you this week or today and then drop him. You can't do that unless you've got millions of dollars, which Rockies and Pirates have about a million dollars in this league. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so these games being canceled like this, it's hard. Like me, for instance, um, I really don't have any bench players right now. Um, I've got I've got Goldschmidt. I've got Tyler O'Neill, And um, I think I've got Otani today, but, you know, he can't yeah. get it because he pitched yesterday. Or, well, he was on the mound. Um yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so yeah COVID-19 we knew that it was going to play a part um especially fantasy wise but man it was it's just it's just hard you know some people got lucky they didn't have as many players affected by this this last week uh yeah. Mar- my my matchup for instance Mariners I mean he didn't get a second start from Jack Flaherty and that was a big deal big deal it was um and you know I'm I'm cool with it at the end of the day uh, fan- for fantasy purposes, not real life. But, sure, sure. Um, you know, it made a difference. It made a difference. And I didn't go back and look at all of the matchups and, like, how big of a, a deal it was for every single matchup. But I know that it played a part in a lot of teams and their strategy. They couldn't They couldn't really make changes. They just kind of had to put oh, guys I out mean, there that didn't, you know, that, yeah. that weren't canceled and hoped that they played. So I, Absolutely. It uh it came to the point where I know I know at least in my own perspective, you have things come up, you have these uh, situations uh, where not <laughs> it's it's like dude you can't you can't win for losing, um, and I say that to say in a normal baseball season you run into things like rain delays and uh, cancellations based on other things happening. You run into things like injuries, but now this this huge outbreak has just added and compounded those things to where I think Kyle uh, yesterday before we all recorded, he said uh, 
Freddie, today I have like four eligible batters. Yep. And I mean, we, we looked and we were like, surely not. I mean, and it was true. And I mean, mm-hmm. and I, I thought I was doing bad because I had six eligible batters yesterday. Yep. And I mean, granted, I mean, I could sit here and complain too and say, you know, well, shoot, maybe if I'd had those batters, I wouldn't have been down that one homer, that one RBI, that right. one blah, 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 blah. Right. And I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of something any team could sit here and say. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's kind of the breaks right now. And it's, that's, that's no excuse. That's no answer. That's no defense. But, uh, yeah. uh you 100%, know, you're, you're right. That is the biggest yeah. difference maker for it, sure. It was. And, and, you know, don't get me wrong. Um, I'm, I'm as glad as anybody that baseball is happening at all in any capacity. Um, Agreed. it has been so, so awesome to be able to watch and listen this last week and a half. Um, but, you know, it hurts. It hurts you, you know, fantasy wise and stuff like this. That's so that's that's my biggest negative uh, across the league for the week. And I think, you know, hopefully this isn't my number one every week, but we'll see. Well, I mean, you never know, buddy. You never know. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that it they keep everybody keeps using the phrase we're in unprecedented times and we truly are. We are. That being said, we do have some more positives to look at. And I'm going to end this on probably the biggest positive I know. I've seen come out of the league this week. I know who you're going to say. I know. Take a stab. Take a stab. Say it. Kyle Lewis. It is 100% Kyle Lewis. Uh, my notes read, Kyle Lewis is a man. Seven <laughs> runs, three homers, nine RBIs, 425 average, 1127 OPS. Uh I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go on. The breakout star for the Rockies is somebody that everybody in this league would love to have. One year, one dollar contract. One guy's got him, and it's Tommy. It's nice to watch, and uh, I got to be honest with you, Kimasabi. It is no fun realizing that after all these these slugfests, I've still got a match with Kyle Lewis and the Rocks coming right. up. I'm not looking forward to it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not at all. That guy is is going hand bony. Yep, and uh, it's it's great to see. It is. I hope he keeps it up. Me too. I hope he keeps it up too. Well, Tyler, uh, I loved it. I love the uh, the uh, overall look at the league and kind of what the dealio is, mm. uh, guys. We still have the theme of the show. We've got matchup breakdowns. I love the up and down the the title of this the weekly show we have matchup breakdowns to come tyler is going to take us on another trip down to the farm to see the new kids who we can look for coming soon but right now tyler it's time to throw it back to our uh, our director of advertisement past drew he has got to tell us about anchor and about all the wonderful things that they're doing for us and all the wonderful things they can do for you so tyler why don't you throw us to past drew and we'll get right to uh the ad this is my favorite part of the show, y'all. Let's go. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's hear from Pastor and we'll be right back with some matchup breakdown. I can't believe that you had the unmitigated gall to say that was your favorite part of the show, knowing full well that you are talking on this show about baseball. <laughs> Look, man, I'm a very humble guy. You sure are. That's what so. I love about you. That's what I love about you. <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and bring it to the matchup breakdowns. Uh, Tyler, my man, uh, pick out uh, what, what match we're going to start with, and we'll get to talking. <sighs> Let's see. <clears throat> Let's hmm. – So just, just to recap, guys, what we're doing here is we are going to be talking about the matchup that's just occurred. 
uh, at the past week's matchup. We're going to be talking about what the story of the game, and then we're giving a quick look at what's coming up next on the schedule. Uh, if you listened to last week's matchup breakdown, we kind of gave a uh, a version of this. So you may hear something similar, but again, with another seven days worth of play, stuff's changed. So anyway, go ahead, Tyler. What match are we going to first? Um, let's talk uh, Astros Red Sox. Sounds good. Why don't you go ahead and start us, buddy? Um, I have Astros. Is that right? You, it is. Yes, sir. Let's see. So, um, I think looking at the stats real quick, we all know that Astros has a good team. Yes. We know that Red Sox, Red Sox is on the rise. Um, he has publicly stated that, you know, he's, he is building something big and, you know, yeah, I mean that's something yeah, I, that takes Alex. Not, I, well, you know, Alex. Alex Anderson. He's a lawyer, so I don't know if I believe everything he says, <laughs> but I do believe him here. I agree. I agree. <laughs> so, that's fair. Um, that's fair. But looking at this, uh, I could go two different ways. I could say that Astros' offense, even though they won every stat, maybe they kind of didn't play up to up to par. Perhaps. But at the same time, looking at the stats, I think that this matchup looks a lot closer than it really was. I uh, I would agree with that, and my note here in a moment will uh, will emphasize that. Yeah, you look at the stats; it's it was ten to two Astros, and he won every offensive category. He only yeah. won home runs by one home run. He run yes. he won runs by five runs. He won RBIs by five runs. He won stolen bases by one stolen base. He won I mean, the average department by yeah. uh, 0.15 points. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yesterday, Tyler, on the show, we were calling that striking. I mean, that's that's in striking distance. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yes. And, you know, if Alex had had a day or two more in this matchup, who knows? He might have he might have come out on top. Yeah, um, I, I believe it. But uh, I think that um, the player that probably put Astros over the top offensively this week was Corey Seager. Um, Oh, I love that call. Yeah. And Corey Seager, uh, I'm reading a lot of stuff about him this week that, you know, this season, he is hitting the ball harder than just about anybody in major league baseball. So Corey Seager is back baby. And it's fun to watch. I hate that he plays for the Dodgers, but (laughs) I've always liked Corey Seager for some reason. I've always liked him. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, Seager is a player that I've, I'll always have a soft spot for, and getting to see him kind of come back to form is something that's been a real treat. And like mm-hmm. you said, anybody that says they like the Dodgers or the Dodgers is their favorite team is a sus character. I mean, you got to kind of question their life choices. Yeah. That said, Seager is a fun spot that everybody can get behind and enjoy. So great mm-hmm. call. Yeah, liking the Dodgers now is like like saying you like the Yankees in the nineties. <laughs> You know exactly, exactly. So it's it's the same. It's the exact same. But anyways, except, except the Yankees won some championships, didn't they? Ooh, God! I was going to say that. Oh my God! I need a Tums. Love, yeah, um, love that. <laughs> but um, uh, let, let's talk about Alex Anderson. How about the Red Sox story of the week? Uh, dude, you got to give it to the guy behind the dish. It's Christian Vasquez. Yep. Five runs, four homers, nine RBIs, 323 average. Uh, and I said it, he did all this in a week where Anderson hung in there with Astros. 
Uh, this matchup was a very impressive win for Astros, but it's one that I think may be a little superficial. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit closer than the final score indicates, and I think you just broke it down very well. I won't go much into to much uh, more detail. I think one thing to look at real quick is that uh, Astros ended up getting about 22 more at-bats than Red Sox. And sure. that's a great point. And I haven't looked, I, 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 you know, I haven't looked at all the players that Red Sox has, but, you know, maybe, maybe if they get the same amount of at-bats, this could look a lot different. It could be a, sure. you know, it could be an eight to four game. It could be a seven to five game. Who knows? Tyler, I'm not, I'm not above saying it could have been a six to six game. It could, it could have very well been. That was, I mean, we, and again, if you've heard this before, stop the podcast. It was a week of tight, close matchups, but this is one that I think didn't necessarily get the hype it should have or the talk it should have mm-hmm. for being so close. I so, agree. I agree. Well, up next, man, the Astros, uh, ten and two, they are battling another team that is ten and two. It's the the Titans colliding, Astros versus Athletics. Mm-hmm. What a match! Yeah, it's going to be a good matchup, um, and we'll talk about Athletics. But uh, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. I think Paul Paul's team was very impressive last week. Absolutely, <laughs> so, yes. Um, if we're gonna give out predictions, I think that the A's win this matchup. Um, but uh, you know, there's some thing, other things you got to think about here. Soroka went down with an injury tonight. Yes. Um, you know, and he plays for Astros. Things like that. Uh, like I said, Astros' offense. I think they could have performed a little better last week as a whole. So sure. maybe they'll bust out this week, but. A's man, his pitching staff is good. His offense is good. So that's my prediction. I, yeah, I, and I like that prediction. Um, on the flip side of the coin, Red Sox, uh, now he sits at 2 and 10, 2 10 and 0, uh, is playing you, uh, the Rays. And yeah. you sit at 6 5 and 1. So uh, Red Sox Rays is the other matchup coming out of this. So uh, the Jandy man. Uh, is looking at a tough matchup against uh, against a very tough Rays team. Uh, I won't ask you to speak at length about that if you if you don't want to, but uh, it is uh, a, it's a big matchup for you both. Yeah, I'll just say my offense sucked last week. Um, the only reason that I was that I even was close in most offensive categories is because of Judge, and my pitchers aren't very healthy. So I don't know. A lot of things could happen here. Anderson might twelve o me. I don't know. I, you know, they, it could happen. It could happen. Mm. I, who who are we to say? Yeah. Anyway. So we're we gonna give. Are we gonna give predictions or no? You don't do, want to do that. Do, do, we can. Uh, I hadn't planned to, but we certainly can. That's your call. Hmm. Okay. My prediction is that the A's beat the Astros this week, nine to three. Ooh. Oh, you're going to go numbers. God bless. Okay. Oh, yeah. You don't have to do it, but it's just me. You know, I'm going to look like a fool next Monday, but that's fine. Uh, for, for for GP this week, I'll just pick a winner. But, okay. uh, yeah, uh, I, I'll agree with you. I think athletics, um, without getting too inside baseball for myself, generally at the end of a week, I'll compare my final stats to every other team's and see how I would have performed against the league in mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the worst result for me would have been Athletics, who would have beaten me eleven to one. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. To my best knowledge, there was no team that would have had a. Uh, I think nine three was the best any team would have come out. So. Um, That's saying something. 
It's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and and again, this is this is a team that I supposedly have no love for. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I won't make predictions on my matchup, and I'll ask that you do the same. But yeah. I will predict that you will. Uh, I'll I'll say this. I think that. Alex Anderson's team is better than the the uh, standings indicate, but I think that your team performed underperformed against a Mariners team who also underperformed. I think that if your team shows up to play, it could be a uh, a statement eight four win for you, if not a dominant nine three win. That being said, if you put a gun to my ass. Raise over Red Sox by a tune of six to three. Okay. All right. All Let's right. move on. What matchup next? What do you want to talk about? Um, <clears throat> let's stay in the AL and talk about the Athletics and the Tigers. Let's shall we? Uh, let me let me talk first about Tigers and the story of the week for him. Uh, I'm going to give it to Canley Jansen. The uh, the closer for the Dodgers and the closer what, for the Tigers here. In what Louisiana. was his What was his first name? That's Canley Jansen. Mm. Yeah, Canley that's what I thought Jansen. you said. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. I, there's no way I would mess that name up. No, I know who uh, that is. Any anyone that would is is a bum. Right. Uh, Can, Canley Jansen led the relief core for the Tigers in winning that category of saves for Matt. Uh, Jansen had two saves. Edwin Dias had one. Jansen, though, just a fabulous week. You'll look at the ERA. It sits at three goose eggs. Uh, the whip, very, very close to that. Uh, I do also, though, I want to give credit to the other big category that Matt kind of ran away with was steals, and we're going to give the credit to Trent Grisham and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Each of those guys had 20% of the overall steals in the week for the athletics. That's uh, two of ten each. Yep. So uh, big, big ups for the uh, the big steals week from, uh, from Stormdor. Uh, Big credit to him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think Tigers is another team that is on the rise. And, again, we have another lawyer, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, what are the odds? I know, right. Um, for athletics, uh, you've already touched on a couple of his top players last week, and Castellanos and um, Chatwood. I think another guy that deserves a lot of credit this week is Sonny Gray. 200%. Um, yeah, Sonny Gray um, has been a completely different guy since he got he he went over to Cincinnati from New York. Um, yes. I think I saw a stat today, and it said that Sonny Gray, when he was with New York, he he threw like 190 something innings and gave up 98 earned runs in a, in pinstripes. Um, and now since he's been with Cincinnati, he's thrown about the same amount of innings and only given up like 50 something in earned runs. <laughs> So, yeah, it's just crazy. And uh, I don't know what it is because, you know, both New York and uh, Cincinnati are both hitters parks, like big time hitters parks. So um, it's you could look into things that could be, you know, not, you know, not I mean, they're baseball related, but things as simple as like a coaching staff who mm -hmm. encourages him. It could be Derek Johnson and him reuniting it from Vanderbilt. It could be things. It could be a. It could be I sleep better at my bed in Cincinnati than I did at my bed in New York. It could be anything. Yeah. Whatever it is, Sonny Gray looks like the stud he was always slated to be. And uh, I wish he was doing it in red pinstripes full to fields. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. 
Well, uh, like we said a minute ago, up next for the Athletics is a match with the Astros, the Battle of Ten and Twos. Uh, up next for the Tigers, though, he's sitting at two ten and zero. He's going to square off against Johnny Blue Jays, who is at six five and one. Mm. Uh, if, if you don't mind, I'll kick off the predictions. I think that Matthew is building a team which is, if 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 I could say this, set to contend in the not too distant future. Mm-hmm. I think they're very young. They're trying to bring it all together. But then again, the way modern players are, their their prime kind of hits a lot younger. So maybe Matt's going to be contending quicker than we think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, I think that John's biggest strength is something Matt is struggling in at the moment. And that's starting pitching. So if uh, if John can uh, compete in the batting categories, I think it should be a. Uh, not a lopsided victory, but a, a two or three point spread victory for the Blue Jays. Okay. Um, well, we've already touched on the A's and the Astros too. Um, yeah. But I think that um, I guess if you can call it an upset, um, because looking sure. at the records, uh, Blue Jays is six yeah. five and one, and Matt is two ten and zero. Um, I'm I'm going to go with Tigers this week. Um, I love it. I uh yeah, I think that um Matt's offense is very underrated as a as a whole. Um, I would agree with that. I mean he's got Matt Chapman, he's got Keston Hira, Reese Trey Hoskins, Turner. Trey Turner, um Trent Grisham is is um, Conforto a loud boy right now. He yes, sure is. Conforto. Mm-hmm. Uh he traded for Victor Reyes this week. That was a great move because he looked really good so far. Carter Kaboom. Yeah, yeah. If he'll if he'll get some at bats, yeah. Nick Solak. Mm-hmm. So he's got Dude, he's got pieces he, he's there. Stacking them up. Yeah, he does. And so um, I think that Matt, if if he can sweep the offensive stats, and then maybe take a couple of pitching stats that we weren't expecting, maybe saves, or maybe you know something like quality starts or wins that I mean, you don't he, have total won, control he over. One saves last week. Yeah. Keep in mind against yeah. Athletics. Yeah. Now I don't think Paul has any set closers, but I mean, shoot, what if what if John has a sour week on the saves? True. There so that's it. That's a seven-five win. Yep, that's my prediction. Seven to five Tigers. I love it. I love it, buddy. Where are we going now? Let's uh let's move over to the National League and um. <laughs> You want to get yours out of the way? Yeah, we can. Sure. Okay, let's do that. Sure. Uh, go ahead. Okay, let me um, pull it up real quick. So I'll, I'll um, go ahead and get Freddie if you want. Yeah, yeah, we'll fine. talk good about him. Uh, just, I mean, we already hit on Joey Gallo and the the difference makers, but that's the story of the week. Uh, Joey Gallo had two stolen bases. What even, Joey Gallo? I mean, yeah. come on. Like, I'm suffering already, and you're going to steal two bases. Come on, bud. Uh, that being said, uh, Freddie ran away with a category that I, I don't think he's getting enough credit for, and that's strikeouts. Uh, 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 let me see. Luis Castillo, Griffin Canning, Drew Smiley, Chris Paddock all had 10-plus Ks over the frame uh, or over the, uh, the fixture here. Castillo had 17 uh, of those. Uh, Freddie really ran away with the strikeout category, and he, I think he beat me by two stolen bases as well. I mean, Gallo himself accounted for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, again, absolute dogfight, even categories all the way up and down. I texted Freddie last night and kind of told him, you know, this was terrible. Like, what a terrible way to start the season just in terms of stress. And he said, oh, I agree. 
and uh, all power to him, man. He has uh, got a great team and all the credit in the world. I mean, you both do, man. You both do. You both got a man. great teams. Um, you. Your offense, you know, both both of both both teams' offenses, they're going to pick up. Um, I think you could say that Joey Gallo on the offensive side single handedly won Freddie the matchup. I I could say that because. I mean, he hit three home I runs. I won't argue with you. I yeah. won't argue with that statement. And you know, but that's what that's what that's what big players do. So you can't, you know, you can't right. be upset about that. Like that's what top <laughs> players do. They win the matchups single handedly. Yeah. A winner does what a winner does. That's exactly. That's exactly. And you know, I think you could put Joey Gallo in that category. You know, last year, last year he was hurt a little bit, and but when he came back, you know, you could it see that. Yeah, yeah, and he was hitting for a higher average because I think maybe last year he hit like two sixty or two fifty something, <laughs> yeah, and, which yeah. was a big deal because you were like, oh, man, yeah. it's like you that's gotta, a forty point jump. Yeah, and you got to be excited about that because the dude has forty to fifty home run potential, and 100%. yeah, yeah. So um, can't be too upset about Gallo. But on your side, um, a guy that really stuck out for me, and this was the same guy that I talked about last week, was Michael Brantley. Thank um, you. Now it would have been easy to to name Nelson Cruz, and it's Nelson Cruz, man. He's in the best lineup in baseball. Let's just be real. That Twins lineup is just sick, nasty boys. And, Agreed. I mean, if they had a couple more decent <laughs> starting pitchers, I don't see how they don't win. But um, it, yeah, 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 yeah. But Michael Brantley, dude, he hit four thirty eight. And he had an OPS of 1.170. And you ended up winning the average and OPS stats. So that was huge. Um, so, you know, maybe you didn't win the matchup outright, but you still kept it close. You didn't get, you know, it wasn't a 10 to 2 matchup. It was 6 to 4. And so yeah. later on in the year, when you're vying for a playoff spot, those two points are going to matter. They are. So, and uh, thank you. I appreciate the kind words. Uh, but, Moving on, next week, Freddie has got a matchup with uh, with a very dangerous team. Uh, he's got – it's a battle of six, four, and two teams. The Braves take on the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that this is a match where Giants has got um, a, a huge opportunity to step up, and if he hangs with Freddie like my team did, he could very well do what I didn't do. He could very well take Freddie over in a couple of categories and come out with a big win, make a big statement. It's true. Yes, that's very true. I'm excited for this matchup. Um, I am too. I think that Clay Clay is also one of those guys that's been building for a couple of years, and yes, um, he's got a plan, and I trust Clay. Now he is a teacher, so I definitely trust Clay. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I, think, I love that vocation dictates trust. I know. Is that terrible that. or what? No, uh, no, I love it. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Um. We'll, we'll get to that later. We'll talk about okay. some more vocations. Okay. Um, what, just wait till we talk to about Alex Rhodes. <laughs> I, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> um, but uh, you're gonna you're gonna give me you're gonna give me all the uh, the inside scoop on how to defeat the the farm MD. So no, MD. I can't because I'm one too. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair but enough. um, but yeah, I think that like you said, this is a big opportunity for Clay. And I mean, even if he doesn't win the matchup, man, if he keeps it like a seven to five game, a six to five game, dude, that is a win in my book for Clay. And that's a big step towards being dangerous. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. So, um, but if we're gonna make predictions, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eight to four Braves. That's my prediction for this matchup. That uh, that's very close to mine. I'm going seven three one Braves. Okay. Okay. I like it. I see. I see there being a tie in an offensive category, and I can't decide whether I think it'll be average or RBIs. Um, uh, we'll just. Well, I, I'm not going to get that specific. But then the other matchup to come out of this is my Phillies four at four six and two against the Cardinals at five six and one. Uh, Drew Wheeler's stress tour 2020 rolls on. <laughs> Dude, this could be. Um, I think you could call this a trap game for the Phillies. Uh, yes, because the Cardinals are angry and they're pissed off because of last week. And if Alex's offense, man, if they find it, you know he's got the pitching. So yeah, trap trap game feels like an appropriate statement. Um, because I feel like I'm in a trap because I can look one way at the pitching and feel like I need to look the other way, and then the other way I see an angry Christian Yelich, and then I want to just look back the other way, and. Uh, the good thing is, is that I've got uh, a Nelson Cruz with a big bat standing beside me. So, I mean, no matter which way we look, I feel okay, but it's definitely an uneasy position to say the very least. So, I won't make any predictions out of that matchup, but if you'd like to, feel free. Um, man, um, hmm. um I'm going to – man, I think I'm going to stick with my gut, and I'm going to say – that Cardinals finds a way in this one. And I hate to I hate to say it, but it's gonna be some more heartbreak this week. <laughs> um and I know that sucks because I know last week was rough. Like I'd have been I'd have been throwing things. But uh yeah, it's gonna be close though. I think that Alex's pitching is good, so good that oh, it's, very it's good. gonna carry yeah. him and you know um if he can win a couple offensive stats then he you know I think you could take it. I'm just I'm gonna go seven five. I think this is a very evenly matched game, and um, yeah, <clears throat> this is a rematch of our championship game last year, and we did not expect that to be as close as it was. No, 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 definitely so. not. And uh, it's uh, this, yeah, a hundred percent. That's all. That's all we'll get through. Enough yeah. about my team. We've talked about me more than enough. Where, where are we going now? What what matchup are we looking at? Let's say in the NL, and um, we will go. Let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about Giants and Cubs. Let's talk about Clay some more. Uh, so just real quick, buddy. I just want to be sure uh, in our in our notes, you gave me both notes for Diamondbacks and Pirates later on. So, do you have notes for both Clay and? Oh, Adele? did I say that, dude? I did not mean to do that. No, that's um, okay. Which which one should I cover? I'll go look real quick. Um, it doesn't matter. Um. Uh, I'll I'll do Giants and I'll let you do okay. Cubs. So I'll go ahead and Give go first. Minute. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, sorry about that. Um, no problem. So a very surprising, I guess you could say, uh, um, contributor for the Giants this week um, ended up being. Um, I'm looking at the wrong thing here. Uh, ended up being uh, Zach Plesac. Yeah, what about Plezak? Yeah, hey man, he was good. Um, he was, he was great. Yeah, and you know, I follow MLB Network on Twitter, so they retweet everything that Dan <laughs> Plezak says, and he was like a nervous wreck all week watching his nephew pitch. And, I'm sure. Um, yeah, but man, dude, he looked good. Um, 
he didn't give up an yeah. earned run all week, and his whip was 0.38, so he barely gave up any base runners as well. Um, Isn't that something? Yeah, and, you know, the pitching categories, that's what um, ended up winning Clay the matchup. This was a yeah. very, very – like like we said earlier, this was a very close, very close matchup. Um, besides the stolen bases, really, uh, everything else was, like you said earlier, like in striking distance. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it is. So, like, the, the strikeouts were even. The saves were even. Giants, they won the wins category by one. Um, he won quality starts by three. Uh, Rodello, he won the RBIs by three, the runs by four. This was very close. Um, so, uh, but, yeah, hats off to Zach Plesak. He really did help um, Clay here in the ERA and the whip category because he ended up winning both of those stats. Um, and Plesak got a quality start, so that helped too. It did. It really did. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. Please, that kind of came out and showed out. Uh, now, that being said, in terms of came out and showed out, when you look up and down Cubs lineup, you have to be impressed with the performance of a man right now who is ranked number five on Yahoo. That is Dansbo. And who Dansby, would have thought? Uh, who would have uh, thought? Uh, uh, three years ago, Drew watching him in Jackson with Ozzy Albies, just thinking about what's to come for the uh, the Braves and I guess the Phillies, I guess, retroactively, like what pain is to come. And, <laughs> man, Dansby, he lit it up, bro. Uh, nine runs, 11 RBIs, two homers. And like you said, the steals were kind of outrageous for Rody, and Dansby had 33% of them. He did. And that's not to mention a 368 average and a over 1,000 OPS. Yeah. Uh, if, if you want to got to look at, Look at Dansby. I think as long as Dansby stays hot, Cubs can stick around. I mean, and then we're not we're not even talking about guys like Harper, Hilliard. Uh, you know, Shed Long had an impressive week. Kyle Seeger had a really dynamite week. Uh, I have not said Mookie Betts's name in an effort to project negativity onto him. <laughs> Mookie Betts is a wonderful player. Yes, a hundred percent. Also, real quick, uh, Yoenna Sesman has apparently ran away from the Mets and was just like, "Yeah, I'm not playing anymore." Didn't tell anybody. That's freaking amazing. I love that. Like, what yeah. kind of high school move is that? Amazing. Love it. Anyway, uh, yes. Story of the week: Dansby Swanson decides he wants to wake up and be the number one overall pick from a couple of years ago. Way to go, Dansbo! You the man. Keep it up. Yeah, man. I was very surprised, but um, you know, truth. Being a Tennessee Vandy product, uh, I hope he <laughs> makes it, man. I, I do. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, so we, we've discussed that next up for Clay is uh, the Braves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have another match to look at. Cubs, who's at 4-6-2, and two, is going to take on Pirates, who is at 5-7-0. and zero. Uh, It could be an interesting matchup, buddy. It could. Um, it's hard for me to project Pirates' matchups because he's got a couple of just big stud guys. He's got He's got Garrett Cole firsthand. And um, Garrett Cole, if I think he's getting two starts this week, and that could spell doom for Rody. Yeah. It could. Yeah. Uh, I'm Single looking at the hand. stats. Yeah, he's already got he, – he won – they won tonight against the Phillies. He's got a quality start and a win already. He only struck out four, which is surprising. But um, – we all know that he could go out and strike out 14 in his next start. So, Tyler, is it is it too much to ask for a Phillies team to win somewhere? Well, you know, it's hard when you don't get to play True. first off, but True. then you have to go and play the Yankees. And <laughs> Garrett Cole has yeah. to pitch against you after you haven't played in almost a week. 
So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's yeah, fun. so it's yeah, it's not fun. It's not. Um, but if I had to guess this matchup, I do think that Rhodey is going to get his first win in real shit. Um, okay. Yes, yeah. nice. I'm going to go with an eight to four. I think that Rhodey's offense is superior as long as guys like Dansby and you know Bryce Harper, Mookie Betts, all those guys. And then Rhodey's got some other very interesting guys that is if they get at bats, they're gonna they're gonna produce. Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, Anduhar, uh Mejia, if they get to play, then they can hit. We all know that. It's just that will they get to play? Will they get at bats? Who knows? I, so Tyler, have I ever told you about how much I don't like Francisco Mejia? No. Why? I just don't I don't I don't care for him. Really? Why? There's something about him that rubs me the wrong way, and I honestly feel like it comes from being a hype prospect for forever and then not immediately performing and then being a post-hype prospect for forever until now where he's just a guy, and I don't know what to expect from him other than frustration and anger. So I I just am not a fan of his. Well, as a guy who has owned Mejia the last two years, I will say that – when he got traded from the Indians to the Padres, yeah, I did not think it was a good um, – it was not a good thing for his fantasy outlook because I knew that they loved Austin Hedges. They loved his defense. Oh, yeah. And he can. He can play defense, man. That guy is awesome. Uh, he calls great games. And uh, he, he's got surprising power sometimes, Austin Hedges yeah. does. And so I didn't know if Mejia would really get a real chance, and he hasn't. So That's I kind of I kind of feel you, yeah. But I've always held on to him the last couple seasons until this season because I'm just yeah. ready for him to get at bats. Because if he if he did, man, I really do think he's gonna be good. But I hate to say it to you, bro. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. True. True. Maybe. Uh, I don't, I hate saying it like that, but I, I oftentimes feel like if I have a guy for so long and I feel like all the talent's there, what's happening? Yeah. Maybe it's just Drew Luck. Drew Wheeler Luck is infecting him. So, who knows? Yeah. You just wait. We'll see what happens with the with the Cubs and Pirates. Uh, I'm going to take the flip side, though, and I'm going to put Pirates up on a 6-4. 6-4. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I do like Rodello's offense. I think he's got some <clears throat> superstar level guys and guys who are playing like superstars. Uh, and Pirates has Pirates has good players, but the guy that I'm most impressed with with Pirates actually is hurt right now, and that's Eric Hosmer. And uh, I don't want to get much into Hosmer. Uh, I'd really actually like to trade for Eric Hosmer, but uh, <laughs> don't want to get too inside baseball. We're going to just let it be there. Where are we going to next, Tima Sabi? Um, let's see. Let me switch over here. Let's talk some Blue Jays and Yankees. Let's. That was a good matchup. Oh, 100%. And that was like, you know, one day Yankees was up. The next day Blue Jays was up. And the next day yes. Yankees was ahead by one point. The next day Blue Jays was ahead by one point. So yes. this was probably for me the funnest matchup to keep up with this this week. Besides you, yeah. besides you and Freddie, because, you know, y'all's was really close too. But this one was the one It was like, you know, who is going to win? Neck and neck. Yeah, because yeah, it keeps changing. And – We've talked about it before. Um, John has a great pitching staff, but Kyle Kyle has those studs, those young studs on his offense. And, dude, they could break out at any time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. 
So, and a couple of them did this week. But I'm going to talk about the Blue Jays real quick. Go ahead. And um, let's see. So, we're going to have to go with someone from his pitching staff. And um, I could say DeGrom, that's an easy pick. And so, I won't do that because I don't like the easy way. So, we'll talk about your mind, Marquez. Um, yeah. He had, yeah. A, he had a very good week. Um, he got a win. He got a quality start. He struck out 14 guys. And his ERA and whip stats were very, very low and helped John um, – make sure that he won those stats. We'll just put it that way. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, the pitching stats, the strikeouts, the ERA, and the whip, they weren't necessarily close. Um, I think that uh, this stat really jumped out to me that um, Blue Jays had 86 in the third innings pitched, and his guys collectively struck out 102 guys. That's That's ignorant. That's big time. So <laughs> – Good luck, it, it, anybody, beating John in the strikeout category this year. Um, John only getting two wins was surprising. I think, that, yeah, that's one of those freak things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think part of that is that unfortunately he has Degrom, and the Mets are just going to met, and they're not going to score runs for him when he pitches. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw this is this is a crazy stat. I saw this today that um, today actually during his start, Degrom got four runs. He got four runs behind him, and the Mets scored four runs. That's what I mean. And if over the past, I think, two seasons or something like that, if the Mets had given him four earned runs in every start, it was like over his past, like, 63 starts, he would be 59-3. and That's stupid. That is so stupid. It's nuts, man. I, I, I love I love that they don't because LOL Mets. Yes. But yes. Yeah. I you know, if you ever need to be thankful for something and like count your blessings, it's that you're not a Mets fan. To, oh, oh yeah. I wake up in the morning and I'm thankful to God that I'm alive. I'm thankful to God that he is a good God. I'm thankful I have a smoking hot wife and that I'm getting to live to see another day. I'm thankful I've got good hobbies and I'm thankful to God I am not a New York Mets fan. Dude, Drew Wheeler, twenty twenty. Yes. Put it on. Put it on. <laughs> yes. So yeah, but um, yeah. So Marquez, man, he yeah. Sorry, he he had a good week. So did Degrom, of course. But uh, Marquez yeah. really stuck out to me. So hundred percent. Hey, let me ask you a question, buddy. Okay. So right now, I'd you know a week and a half into the season, I want to ask right offhand, do you happen to know? Who has the highest war for a batter over the season thus far? Do you happen to know? Oh, mm. uh, you're talking about in 2020 so far? Yes, and I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you. If you don't know it offhand, that'll make it even more surprising for you. Because it's a man who you can know by three letters. Pitch to him if you can. Strike him out if he lets you. Is it Yastrzemski? Yeah, it's Yaz. It's Yaz. <laughs> it's Mike Yastrzemski. That is right. It's Yaz. So Yaz is a guy that we've talked about for days. Um, the pedigree is there, obviously. The bloodline is there, obviously. And frankly, who the hell is going to step in his way in center field? Not a soul Nobody. In, in San Francisco. Mm-mm. And you know what? I think they're cool with that because the guy is smacking the cover off the ball. He is. More so, uh, guys, 
uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is really good at baseball. Hmm. Not not only did Tatis tie with two other guys on the team for the lead on home runs, he led the team in stolen bases, which is another category that the Yankees took handily this week. Uh, guys, I, it's Tyler. You 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 said a mouthful. Kyle's got the young studs, guys who any of us would have at the drop of a hat. And two of them that I want to give a uh, big high five to are Yaz and Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, dynamite week, uh, literally uh, with, within striking distance on categories. Like I mean, we're we're talking about these these games, but they were super close, stupid close. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, had a, had a day broken differently, we would have had different results. So. Yeah, uh, we've already talked about Blue Jays has got Tigers coming up, but uh, Yankees Kyle at five six and one has got a five six and one team that you know much about. He is going to take on Mariners. Tyler, what do you think about that one? Man, I think this is going to be a slugfest. I do. I, it's 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 like Freddie stacked the the schedule for Wheelers to just be. <laughs> Stress tour twenty twenty, like I said. Yeah, um, I think that if anybody's offense besides athletics could compete with Mariners this season, it's probably Kyle's because I Mariners has a very good offense. Let me tell you, I watched it all last week. He sure does. We'll get to that, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but Kyle's got the big boppers. He's got Stanton. He's got Tatis now. He's got Yastrzemski. Gary Sanchez did nothing last week, but we know Gary Sanchez can get hot. Yep. Um, Edwin Encarnacion, he plays yeah. on a on an underrated team. The White Sox oh, yeah. are good. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, um, Scott Kingery can get hot. Chris Davis did nothing last week. We know he can do it. He can hit 247 for one week. He can do it. Tyler, um, what about a homie? What about a homie who in one night hit like 40-something home runs named Vlad Guerrero Jr.? Yeah. He can do it, and I, I I hate it for him. I hate it for Kyle because Vlad did not get to play all his games last week. I know, and Vlad is one of those guys that could have made a difference. Um, oh, 100%. because you know Kyle Kyle ended up losing the runs category by one run, and lost the RBIs category by two RBIs. So and 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 missed games all week on mm-hmm. you know Stanton. on Guriel on mm-hmm. on Stanton mm-hmm. on on Sanchez, on uh, Vladdy. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not making excuses. I'm not making excuses, but I mean, again, you roll with the punches and it's just, you know, if things were different, who knows what they'd be. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I think that, like you said, the offensive matchup for uh, Mariners Yankees. Yes. Stay tuned into that one, kiddos. Yes. And uh, I think that Kyle's pitching um, can go toe to toe with Mariners. Um, So this one's going to be hard for me. Uh, man, I don't, I really don't even know what to predict on this one. Um, tough. I'm gonna tough. I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go more. I think I'm gonna go with Kyle here, um, because I I think that Mariners pitching is not as good as people think it is. Um, I know he's got Flaherty. Flaherty is you know top five pitcher in baseball, uh, but who knows oh, how long oh. the Cardinals aren't going to be able to play? Who knows? Yeah, that's very true. Um, we might not play until Friday. And he's going to get the start on Friday. And I think we play – I can't remember who it is. But um, he missed the start today because it was going to be the Tigers. And that sucks. Um, Yeah. So, 
inevitably whoever we're playing Friday is probably going to be a worse matchup Cubs. than the Tigers. Cubs, okay. So, yeah, definitely. Cubs are good. Um, so, Flaherty is is uh, Mariner's guy. He's also got Grinky. But then after that, I don't really see any guy, anybody that really strikes me, uh, puts fear into my into my fantasy heart, you know. So, <laughs> I think that uh, – I think that Kyle can do – I think that Kyle's team could, could win this. He, he could hit more home runs than Mariners, and he could score some more runs or something like that and come out and win, like seven to five or something. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what, buddy, while we're on the topic of Mariners team, why don't we, unless you're saving it for last for some, some reason, no. why don't we jump to the Rays-Mariners matchup here? Yeah. Uh, get a talk real quick. Yeah. Well, I know I ended up winning this matchup 6-5, to five, but I'm going to be yep. honest with you. I think I should have won. I think I should have won five more. <laughs> Uh, and that's probably this is, being this just is really greedy. The, this is a man who earlier in the show said, I'm very humble. Go ahead, Tyler. Keep talking. <laughs> thanks, I'm joking. Thanks for I'm, the reminder. Appreciate that. I'm joking. No. I'm joking. Um, well, it's just in my offense, man. Um, they just – they were killing me all week. And I guess I should yeah. have expected this because if you look at my offense, I don't have a lot of speed, guys. So, I knew I wasn't going to try and win the stolen base category. I'm lucky I got one stolen base, and it was Otani. Um, but, dude, I have a bunch of dudes that's going to hit a bunch of home runs and that hopefully are going to score a lot of people because of that. Yeah. And so I expected my offense to come out and at least hit higher than 224. And I'm fortunate that my OPS was 706 because I hit so many home runs. Um. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think my team hit the most home runs in the league this week. And um, I think you're correct. So, nearly certain. Yeah, it's just hard for me. I mean, I was right there in RBIs all week, and then the last day, he kind of, um, he kind of uh, furthered the gap. But, anyways, anyways, I'm here to talk about Mariners team. My bad. Um. I know on our last podcast, I talked about Whit Merrifield. And, I mean, wow, dude, he's the guy that I have to stick with because Whit Merrifield yeah. was a freaking baller this last week along with Luis Robert. Um, but I think – yeah. yeah. Um, I think Whit Merrifield probably had the best week in terms of uh, who Mariners played every week, every day. Uh, Urshela, um, I know Mariners missed a grand slam on him last night. And so I was, I was glad that that happened. Um, yeah, so it could have been a little different. But Merrifield, he had eight runs scored. He ended up winning the run stat by he very comfortably. He he won that by thirteen. Um, but Merrifield hit three home runs and uh, had nine runs driven in and a stolen base. <sighs> so, yeah, yeah, it just hurt, man. It hurt me. I was glad yeah. I won. Let's just put it that way. I hear you, and that I mean it's it's another one of these matchups that was just razor thin margins all the way up and down. Uh, I, again, you kind of buried the lead, but I mean, eighteen homers is thus far the the record for the year, and Aaron Judge is a man. He is. God thirty three percent of those home runs from the honorable one himself. Please mm. rise and listen to these numbers: ten <laughs> runs, fourteen RBIs, a twelve seventy five OPS. Uh, 
I, I don't think there's a better story on your team than Aaron Judge. But nope. that said, Tyler, I would love to point out another one. Can I please talk about a stellar week from Drew Pomeranz? Yes. A fella who was counted completely out of relevance, and yet now, as a reliever, chipped in the solid Ks, a great pair of ratios, and these are all three categories that you took in a very close matchup. Uh, I'm going to give credit to Drew Pomeranz, but it's hard not to say Aaron Judge was the most impressive fellow on the team. So we'll give him co-MVP honors yeah. with a, uh, a pat on the back and a wink and a nudge to Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've already discussed both matchups coming out of this one. Uh, you yourself are going to take on Alex Anderson. Uh, Kyle versus Mariners, a slugfest for this week. Uh, it's, hey, the, the real shit rolls on, bro. It does. It does. I love it. Me too. Where are we looking at next? We've got, I believe, two, two more, more matchups to cover. Um. All right, let's talk Pirates D-backs. Sure. Uh, now, this is the one that I actually had both that I screwed stories up. for. Yeah. Well, no, you didn't. Yeah, I won't say screwed up. I mean, I I got two two stories here. I, I wouldn't mind doing both, or if you'd like, I can throw you one. Yeah, no, you tell me which one you want to do. Uh, sure, I'll tell you what. Um, why don't you talk about the Diamondbacks? Okay. Uh, real quick, though, while you're doing that, I'll uh, I'll talk about the Pirates. Uh, in my opinion, the story of the week for the Pirates is going to be pitching. Uh, Pirates, uh, God bless him. He he had some pitching show up, and uh, it's harsh to say outperform, overperform. Uh, they they did better than expected. Is mm-hmm. it? Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna put a gold star on Merrill Kelly's name. He had the start of his life against the Texas Rangers. Uh, was flirting with perfection. Had a no hitter rolling, and. I mean, frankly, if you're going to, again, gun to the head, he outshone Garrett Cole in the first picture of league play for the Pirates. Uh, Merrill Kelly looks like a wise purchase for this Pirates team, and I'm trying to pull those stats up right now. But, I mean, even in me saying Kelly was uh, more impressive or outshone Garrett Cole, I know that there are pundits out there that are saying Drew needs to be institutionalized. What in the hell is he saying? But consider that $5 in the draft for Merrill Kelly versus a Garrett Cole who is costing upwards of 40 now. Their, their stat lines over the past week were not that different. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give a lot of credit to Merrill Kelly, and I think that Pirates pitching staff performed, um, uh, how, how can I say this, as explosive as Diamondbacks' offense was, yeah. Pirates' pitching was equally impressive. Yeah. Uh, much credit to Pirates. So uh, let's hear what you got for the Diamondbacks, man. I know we're uh, I know we're running a little long on these, but let's let's hear what you got on Diamondbacks. Uh, just real quick, um, looking at the stats, uh, I know that this matchup ended up being seven to five, and the difference was the saves, um, because it looks to me like Diamondbacks' offense is superior to Pirates, but on the flip side, Pirates' pitching staff is much superior to D-backs' pitching staff. Um, but the difference was the saves, and um, Daniel Hudson and Hansel Robles got two saves for D-backs, whereas Pirates had none. And yep. Hansel Robles, it looks like, didn't have a very good week. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, ratio-wise, but he did get a save. And uh, if if it had only been him that got a save, it still would have won D-backs the matchup. So I think that's important to note here. And Daniel Hudson also got a save. Um, so, 
yeah, hats off to Sergio's closers because they, I mean, they ended up yeah. winning him the matchup. They did. They did. Uh, and it's, it's odd because Pirates to have such a, I mean, you look up and down his team. He's, it's like he's got a backup for every backup. And I mean, the pitching may be a little light, but they're performing really well. But three relievers, Junior Fernandez, Adam Ottavino, and Tyler Duffy, the only three relievers on the Pirates team. I think that's a position mm-hmm. that if he has open spots, which I can't see how he does, he's got a thousand batters. Um, <laughs> I think that he should look into some relievers perhaps down the road. And, uh, and just, I mean, maybe there's a way to bolster that. I, I don't mind Junior Fernandez and I love Adam Ottavino. Don't really have anything super negative to say about Tyler Duffy, but uh, again, something to look for. And I know we've talked about the matchups, uh, for for Pirates is Cubs. Pirates at five seven zero. Cubs at four six and two. Diamondbacks is going to take on the final team. We're going to talk about one of the final teams in Rockies. Uh, two two winners who uh, I don't want to call Sergio a left field winner since he's new to the league. I mean this is not unexpected since he's new. It's hard to say anything's unexpected. But I mean two winners that are kind of new, uh, shocking in a way, unexpected. It's a collision, Diamondbacks versus Rockies. So before we talk about those predictions, let's go ahead and swap on over to the final matchup for the week we're going to talk about, Cardinals versus Rockies. Yep. Man, well, if we had an upset of the week, this was it. I think you're right. And you've already touched on Kyle Lewis. And um, Rockies (laughs) Rockies offense, man, they – they showed out. They did. They did. They did. I mean, a two seventy two average over the span of a week and a half is 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 great. It's it's great for fantasy baseball. You don't yeah, lose absolutely. that that often with that kind of average. Um, not to mention he hit thirteen home runs and had forty three runs scored, forty four RBIs, and uh, yeah, rolling. yep, rolling. And I think that um, just looking at everything. I know he didn't have like the flashy average or the OPS, but um, Michael Franco um, had a pretty good week for Tommy last week. Um, and I know that this was one of the guys that we talked about like real early. Yeah. 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 About, you know, this guy could really, um, you know, if he, if he showed out, like, you know, he's, he's been a guy that you're expecting to break out every year since like 2015 or something like that. Yes. And um, I'm not saying that this is a breakout, but two home runs. It was a, it was a good looking yeah. three games. It was a good looking yeah. three games. Yeah, seven RBIs, man. I mean, you know, Rockies won the RBI stat by five RBIs. So I mean, that's big time. And Franco arguably plays in uh, an offense that's not impressive in Kansas City. Um, that's very safe. But he still found a way to score. To, to drive in seven runs, and that's a big deal because, you know, it is. that was one of the things that Tommy Tommy won the matchup because of that. So um, hats off to Michael Franco. Hats off to Tommy for taking a flyer on him. I think – is he on a one-year deal or something like that? Like, it's not much. Um, he added him on waivers. That's what yeah, he did. Yeah, Tyler, right, right offhand, I'm pretty sure he's a one-year, one-dollar yep. waiver. Yeah, he added him on waivers on April 14th. So good job, Tommy. My man is – he's hitting these waivers. Y'all yeah. look out. Next guy he adds is going to blow up. <laughs> it's going to be Colby Allard. Watch, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. You're going to pay <laughs> for that one. I'm going to pay. 
so the story for the week for our our favorite amphibian. Uh, I'm gonna have to apologize in advance for the singing, but if you like the way you pitch that much, well, baby, you should go and start yourself. God Almighty, Shane Bieber. God Almighty. How long did it take you to write that? Uh, one one take. That's what I, I thought. I, I, I literally I love Justin Bieber. I knew. I, it. And I tell you, I tell you who I love more: Shane Bieber. Uh, the fever is in full force in both the MLB and in the real shit. It's no different here. Uh, Car- <laughs> here, okay, listen to this: Shane Bieber <laughs> over the first fixture, legitimate twenty seven percent of the overall strikeouts in the week for Cardinals belong to Shane Bieber. Jeez. I have no other words, period. Yep. End of discussion. Yep. That's it. That's no it. other words. Yep. So you've got Cardinals and myself in a, another butthole-clenching matchup. But, hey, what about this What about this kind of left-field soccer Diamondbacks-Rockies matchup? This could be a barn burner. It could. Um, Two powerhouse offenses punching each other to the death. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we're going to see what Tommy's offense is made of this week because I think he surprised some people last week. Um, yep. Sergio, D-backs on the other hand. Uh, I mean, he's got Trevor Story. He's got Glaber Torres. He's got some other studs. Rizzo, I think. Machado. And Machado, yes. So, um, I th- we're going to see. We're going to see if to- what Tommy's team is really made of this week because yeah. he, he impressed last week. He did. And he came out on top against a really good Cardinals team. Very. Um, but there's an unfortunate note as well. One of the guys we talked about last uh, last time we talked was Joey Votto, and how it was so nice to see him. But dude, right now Joey Votto, bro, he's he's uh, under the weather with COVID. He he actually came back tonight and he hit a home run. Whoa! I yes. did not see that. Yes, he did. He did. So, so Votto's back. So he's that back. that could. That could fare well for Tommy. Yes, it could. It could. So. Oh man! Mm-hmm. I, just just when I think I can get away with like, yeah, I'll check that match every two or three days. We're gonna go and do it. Joey Votto's gonna go and do it to me. Jesus, yep. I know, I know. And I was, real real shit don't stop, bro. It don't stop, bro. No, never. <laughs> um, but if I had to throw out a prediction for this matchup. I think the D-backs wins this one. I do. I have, I have a good prediction after yours. I think that – I think D-backs wins this one something like maybe 8-4, to 9-3, to three, something like that. Okay. I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to take the very, very uh, – I'm going to take uh, <laughs> some 1,000-to-1 odds. <laughs> I'm going to predict that we have – D-backs over Rockies by a score of three to two. Three to two. Uh, yes, I'm going to think that we're going to have, like I said, it's two powerhouse offenses punching each other out. I'm going to take the uh, the road less traveled and say we're going to have all offensive scores in a tie. And so they're just going to tie it completely. And then they're going to switch back and forth pitching stats. I think wins will go to uh, – wins will go to uh, – uh, surge saves to Tommy, ERA and whip, toss ups, quality starts, toss up, uh, strikeouts, toss up. Uh, I just, I'm going to pick something crazy and off the wall because, again, uh, as Alex Anderson said yesterday, what better place than 2020? Who knows? Yeah, that's right. So, so, uh, there you go. That's, that's the matchup breakdown. That's what you got to look forward to in the next week. And, guys, 
we're not done yet. I know this podcast is tipping. It's tipping two hours, but uh, we're going to we're going to take a quick, quick break. I'm going to throw a little bit of some nice tunes in there for you in the interim. And then when we come back, Tyler is going to be talking about the kids on the farm. Maybe maybe one of your farm hands is going to be the next one up. I know. I know, Tyler, a name that we're looking for. And uh, I think that one of our managers is going to be rolling in the deep with a great outfield prospect who's due up this week. Huh. Who could you be alluding to? I don't know, but uh, maybe uh, someone like may, maybe someone like you could tell me <laughs> right after this break. I love music puns. I know. I know you do. Let's hear some soft tunes, and then Tyler's going to take us down on a little trip to the farm right after this. And we are back. What a lovely little tune that was. And uh, Tyler, I'm buckled up in the front seat, and you're about to take us on a trip to the farm. Yes, I am. Um, so let's get right into it. Um, I know a lot of you have already seen today that the Angels' top prospect, Joe Adele, is getting the call. I haven't seen any news on um, when he's actually supposed to be up. I don't know if that was today. I don't know if it's supposed to be tomorrow. I think the Angels play in Seattle tomorrow. So if my my guess is that he will be playing tomorrow. And That's what I assumed. Yeah, and with the news that uh, Otani is actually day to day as a DH right now, it looks like he probably won't be pitching the rest of the year. Uh, I think he had a was it something with his shoulder uh, i can't yes remember. yes it was okay. something with his uh tommy john shoulder okay uh, it's, it, the, the arm yeah I, I don't remember the exact specifics of it but i do know that it was troubling news for otani yeah yeah not good news for pitching otani but for batter otani uh it looks like he could probably uh finish the year out as the angels dh but it looks like they'll probably give him at least a day or two off um, the Angels' uh, outfield right now consists of Brian Goodwin, Mike Trout, and Justin Upton. And if Otani is on the shelf for a couple of days, that means one of them will probably move to DH, and Adele will play outfield with uh, alongside Trout. So that's going to be fun to watch. I know that our own Matthew Stombaugh is ecstatic that his boy Joe Adele is going to uh, be playing hopefully tomorrow. I'm, I'm I'm super excited. I can't wait yeah. to see Joe Adele play. Yeah, me too. And um, you know, I just had to say with everything going on in our country, uh, with you know all this racial stuff, uh, I know a lot of, a lot has been made of how um, my there's not as many minorities that are playing baseball. Um, right. Right. That, that make it nowadays and Joe Adele is one of those guys so it's it's exciting it is and um you know you know, just... you know what's kind of exciting Tyler just and I hate to cut you off but it's it's so exciting that we're gonna get to see uh two two young African-American guys go at it two young stars it's Kyle Lewis versus true. Joe Adele tomorrow. that's true yep that's true. What a match. Yeah and Kyle oh Lewis gosh. you know as we've already talked about I mean he is one of if not the hottest player on the planet right now and yeah yeah, yeah. but but watching Joe Adele 
you know, anybody, any top prospect coming up is, is always fun. But Joe Adele is one of those guys that, you know, he makes you, uh, I know that you'll, I know that you'll push back against this. So I'm not asking you to, I just, I have to say that, I mean, it's a, it's a fair consensus who the number one prospect in baseball is. And I know that that's why he's sitting in the raised minor league system right now. Yes. That, that said, if someone was to challenge that that position, the only names I saw were a Luis Robert or a mm-hmm. Joe Adele. I think that if you wanted to talk about this year and guys who could make a major league impact this year, then Luis Robert, Joe Adele, and Gavin Lux are your top three. I, I and, like that. Good call. Yeah. And so Joe Adele getting the call. You know, Robert's already up. Lux, I'm actually going to hit on just for a minute later. Um, but Adele, yes, he's he's going to be good, and he might he he might pull a Mike Trout if everyone remembers Mike Trout, the first season that he got caught up, he got caught up like in the summer of 2012 or something like that, and he uh-huh. did not fare well. He hit under 200, um, was not good, and then you know the next year, bam, I mean he's the best player on the planet. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see a Joe Adele, and I know everyone else in the league is too. Yeah, gr- growth isn't linear, as Trout has proved. So uh, mm-hmm. regardless of what the initial statement is, Adele looks like a long-term piece, and I'm very excited to see it. Yes, me too, me too. Who else you got? Uh, so I'm actually going to talk about Casey Mize. I know this is a guy that I touched on last week, and Ooh. a guy that is part of the Rays farm system. Um, Casey Mize, uh, I don't know if you saw the news, but he, at one point, rumor was that he was going to start yesterday he was going to yes, start I saw that uh-huh and um he actually didn't end up getting the call so that was kind of disappointing to me but um casey mize is i talked about this last week you know, the tigers along with the royals probably have the top um collection of pitching prospects in baseball right now and casey mize is at the top matt manning is really close he's a really close number two, right behind Casey Mize. But Casey Mize, uh, he's just got that thing about him. He was awesome in college at Auburn. Um, he's he's shown that he is he can be dominant in um, the minor leagues so far. He threw a no-hitter last year, I think it was, in double-A. Yes. Um, and so I think everything I'm looking at is it's trending as it looks like that Casey Mize is going to get the call much sooner rather than later. Uh, uh, again, something that anybody who enjoys baseball is looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mize is a special talent, very special talent, a very mm-hmm. special arm, and uh, man, you're lucky to have him. Mm-hmm. How, exi- how excited! How excited! Yeah, I'm excited for him, man. I I know I've had a lot of people ask about him, and I just this is the guy. This is the pitching prospect, the one dollar guy that I can't do. I can't give up. I have to yeah. see how he fares because I think he's going to be good um moving on to another top pitching prospect in um the team system Spencer Howard um, hey. he was supposed to make his debut last Friday and yeah. that game ended up getting canceled because of COVID and stuff and um so now news I'm seeing is that his debut could possibly come as soon as this Sunday against the Braves hey that's what I'm seeing so that's exciting. Uh, every, yep, everyone look out. I think it's Rodello, right? That has it is. Spencer. It is. So, it is. yep. So, Rody, uh, I know you won't get to use him for his first start, but it's against the Braves, so that might be a good thing. 
Brody, look out for the text you'll be getting from me this week, Daddy. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, <laughs> on the flip side, uh, some disappointing news. Forrest Whitley is having some arm discomfort. Yeah, so, I heard that this morning. That's mm-hmm. rotten news. Rotten yep, news. Yep, so it looks like uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb, big limb here, and say that he won't be making his debut this season. It'll probably be next year. Um, well, assuming – Assuming that he doesn't have to have some kind of big surgery, I, I'm not, I'm not real sure what kind of arm discomfort that he's having. I don't know if it's shoulder related or elbow, forearm related. I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything definitive about that, but I do know that um, he's having some arm discomfort. He had it, I think he had it in spring training, and then he's had it again um, since summer camp started. And it's concerning enough that the Astros have, you know, released this news. So, yeah. Um, my next guy is uh, Gavin Lux, a guy who I own. Um, I read today that it looks like he is going to be called up soon. Um, oh, good. Yep. And the reason, you know, I was expecting him to be the starting second baseman on opening day, but he didn't come to summer camp and everybody else did. And so when he finally got to summer camp, he was behind. And so it looks like he's finally getting up to speed on everything. So, uh, the Dodgers manager, Dave Roberts, said that it looks like he will be up soon, so hopefully this week. Um, so that's exciting for me. Um, another another prospect that I touched on last week, um, Dylan Carlson. Um, we all know that the, the COVID has run rampant um, in the Cardinals organization. Right now it looks like at least up to seven players have oh tested positive. Gosh. Mm-hmm. So not to mention some, uh, some staff members too. Um, but one rumor, and I, this is not verified, but one rumor I am seeing is that Harrison Bader was one of the guys that tested positive. And so that leads me to believe that if the Cardinals, it looks like they're not going to play the Tigers uh, beginning of this week. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, so then we'll hopefully uh, start playing again on Friday against the Cubs. And if that happens, we're and if Bader is one of those guys that did test positive, then we're probably going to need another outfielder. And the next guy up is Dylan Carlson. So surely, I mean, it has to be. Yeah. So and I mean, Dylan Carlson, um, and I, I'm probably being biased, but I think Dylan Carlson is going to be awesome. Um, he came out, he just popped up out of nowhere last year. And his swing reminds everybody of Cody Bellinger, and we all know what Cody Bellinger can do. So, as a Cardinals fan, it's very exciting. So I don't think you're alone in uh, being excited for Carlson and thinking that he has a special sort of bat that can really affect uh, not only the Cardinals but a fantasy team. Yes, <clears> yes, so, and uh, you know, I'll, we yeah, go, we, go, go ahead. we haven't had an offensive prospect this height since Oscar Tavares and everyone knows what happened with Oscar. He was so hyped, came in first game of his career. He had a home run against the Giants. I will never forget it. And then that, you know, later that off season tragedy struck and um, all that happened. So, um, but yeah, Dylan Carlson, man, I am pumped. And I'm sorry. What were you going to say, Drew? Uh, No, um, I was just going to mention that, uh, I, honestly, I was going to come off of Carlson just to kind of touch on some of the – you mentioned the rumors earlier, but I do want to give a quick 
a quick uh, RIP to Oscar Tavares. Uh, factoid here about the Real Shit League is that Freddie actually drafted Oscar Tavares. Uh, I, I want to say the season. Oh gosh, I forget. I forget the 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 howls of all that. But Freddie had Tavares, and he passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, either the season before Real Shit started or the first season. Um, Tavares is a guy that he and I talk a lot about the what ifs of, and he just looked like yes. such a simple talent. Mm-hmm. And Carlson, we obviously, you know, no comparisons there, but Carlson's a guy we're looking forward to. But I was, I was going to actually touch on something that I saw, uh, uh, and, and these are all unsubstantiated rumors, but man, what a, uh, what an odd thing for Harrison Bader and some of the Cardinals to, to be doing, uh, if if these rumors are true, if these allegations are correct, it's just it's just a strange, very strange thing, especially considering the, the outbreak we've seen from the Marlins. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you can't police people's entire lives. You can't, you know, blah 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 blah. But just uh, yeah, if if these if these allegations are true, then these negative decisions could turn into uh, positive. Uh, positive things happening in the future for guys like Dylan, Dylan Carlson. And uh, that is something yeah. that we can take from the negative that perhaps a positive is to be found. <clears throat> in the form of Carlson. Yeah. And just to touch on the Cardinals real quick, I know that pretty much everybody else in baseball is pissed off at the Cardinals and they should be because um, if these rumors are true, then yes, some of these guys went out and did some really stupid things. They went out into the public where people are and they're crowded and or more or at least more crowded than most places are nowadays and they just got to be smarter than that i just don't really understand why you think it's okay to do some something like that but i i don't know you know i don't know. i don't know but i'm mad at them too and you know and i've been a fan all my life but it's just hard you know i love baseball so much and i want it to stick around i want I want to see the playoffs. I want to see the World Series happen. I don't want it to shut down just all of a sudden. So, oh, me, yeah. me either, me either. And that's yeah. that's the goal. I would, I would rather have the Mets win the series than not have baseball this year. Ah, that might be stretching it a little bit. You're you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> um, but uh, so my last uh, little tidbit here about the kids on the farm. Um, so Mike Soroka, uh. Braves, Braves stud pitcher. He went down with an Achilles that, that, tear that's today. Such a, shame. such a shame. Yeah, it's it sucks. Um, I love watching Soroka pitch. Um, you know, he's not one of those flamethrowers like you get a lot nowadays. He's more a finesse cut type dude, and he knows what he's doing on the mound. He has a yes. he has an idea about every batter. You can tell. Um, he moves his pitches around. And he's just fun to watch. Um, yes. But anyways, uh, so it looks like he, he did tear his Achilles today, so he is out for the season. Oh. So what I want to touch on is who is going to be his replacement. Well, um, Mike Fultonovich, or I'm sorry, Mike Fultonovich. Don't know who I was talking about there. Fultonovich. <laughs> I have no idea who I just – whatever. That's that's fine. That's fine. Um, he got he got DFA'd, um, but nobody actually picked him up, so he went down to the – um, Braves um, alternate site uh, Chasin the Braves signed him a couple weeks ago he got DFA'd on Saturday or Sunday yeah. so he is not an option at this point so uh, the Braves have some prospects that they could look at so a couple of guys I'm, I'm seeing uh, Tucker Davidson Hey, 
Uh, yep. The, so that that would be uh, that would be good for you because you're stashing him. Um, yes. Tucker Davidson, real quick. Uh, he kind of just. I, I don't think he was. Um, uh, a big name last season. No, no, no. And but man, he he destroyed Double A baseball. He did. He was killing it, and then he got promoted, and he still pitched pretty well. Um, so he could be he could be someone that the Braves look at. Um, I'm seeing Patrick Weigel. He could also be a guy. Um, yes, I am seeing that if they if they went with someone like Weigel, then he would probably be more of a an opener type role interesting um, yeah and so i'm not the biggest fan of that so uh i would prefer someone like davidson um now the braves top pitching prospect is ian anderson uh he was their top draft pick um in 2016 i believe yeah and um he has shown the best stuff to date but i think it might be a little too soon for um anderson i've asked a couple of close friends that are braves fans um one being our commissioner about the situation yes. and he said that he would be kind of surprised if Anderson was the one that got the call um, but I know that that would be really exciting for Braves fans and baseball fans oh, all yeah. over absolutely because he's been a top prospect for a while um, and then another name that I think kind of gets forgotten is Bryce Wilson um, Will- Bryce... Wilson's the one that I expected when I saw the news earlier about Soroka I thought well yeah. this is a great a great news for Bryce Wilson. Yeah. And it would be a good story because, you know, Bryce Wilson, he got called up last year at the very beginning of the year, got to start, yes. I think game two or three for the Braves. And then I, uh, he didn't really start again. Not that I remember. Um, it had to be just few and far between if at all. I mm-hmm. don't recall much. Mm-hmm. Like he might've got some bullpen work maybe, but I don't really remember. But um, if I had to guess, um, I did a little research, and Tucker Davidson is actually already on the 40-man roster. So, he could be the next man up. So, Drew, I hope you're ready. I, my body is ready. Your body is ready. Good. You're, well, your your body is also a wonderland, so I hope you're ready. Oh, thank you. <laughs> How sweet are you? I, I, I love it. Uh, another another fun trip to the farm. Uh, were yeah. there any other Were there any other things we should look at? Man, that's all, that's all. Uh, that's all I got. Try to stick to guys that uh, the league um, has. Hey, there you go. So, there you go. Yeah, that's that's the key thing, man. Is uh, this this podcast? You know, we do try to have a a deep league perspective, but it is primarily about our league, the real shit league. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you have friends in deep leagues, in deep dynasty leagues, uh, send them this podcast. This is a, a look at a league that is very much like yours. We're a 16-team uh, dynasty with realistic rosters, with uh, with budgetary systems, with a prospect system. All these things are in place to make this as much like the real shit as possible. That's where the name comes from. Uh, that being said, there's something you can glean from every 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 episode, You know, whether it's Tyler's you know, trips to the farm, whether it's us talking about players that you may want to look at. If you haven't added or if somebody's not had added, you could find some gold here. Uh, or it's just nice to hear uh, a group of friends. And in this case, me and Tyler, two buddies, just talking about our league because I love hearing about people's home leagues. Uh, it's There's there's a special, a special thing about a home league and especially ours uh, where we've made it into a community. And I, I, I love I love this community. Same. So, moving forward, uh, all that's left is to 
Tyler, why don't you tell these fine folks where they can find you if they want to reach you uh, in between episodes? Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. And uh, most importantly, I am right here with you, Drew. Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, likewise, I am on uh, I'm on the Book of Faces. I am on the Gram. I am on the chat. I am on the Twitter. I am uh, Drew. I'm on, I'm more, more often than not, I'm on Slack working. But in the times I'm not, I am here with you, Tyler, and I, that's where I love to be. Hey, I forgot one more thing real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I am seeing that the Marlins, who are supposed to start playing again tomorrow against the Orioles. Orioles, they have revamped their roster because of COVID oh. stuff. Oh, really? So, can, yes. Can, I we, can we go over that real quick? I haven't seen any names in, in particular. But I'm seeing that they have called up some prospects. They have also signed uh, one person, I think, and they have made a trade. I, d- I haven't seen who that is, but I'm um wow okay I'm seeing uh, this I, on I, the I on the Twitter. So okay, well let's let's hit those real quick. I'll, let me let me give one. Uh, Kyle and I today were talking. I know uh, a group of us earlier were talking about Monty Harrison and how excited we are about him. And I think yes. we kind of we kind of let the news about Joe Adele kind of overwhelm him, but. Monty could be a double-digit uh, yes. steals and homer guy. He he's very Kyle in the sense that he's very swing and miss as well. So uh, man, Monty Harrison could be an impact player. But let's talk, excuse me, gosh, a hiccup. Let's talk about the rest of these uh, the roster moves that the Marlins are making. Yeah, um, that's just what I've seen real quick. Um, there was a quote from Don Mattingly, and he said that I have not met some of these players in my life. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, there's about um, to be a party in in Miami. Okay, I'm looking at an article real quick from Yahoo, and it says, um, uh, "I'm trying to just scan real quick." Go okay, ahead. new additions with brief insight: um, infielder Eddie Alvarez, pitcher Richard Blyer, hey. outfielder Lewis Brinson. Hey. hey. Infielder Logan Forsyth. Love it. Pitcher Jorge Guzman. So that's oh, okay. a that's, big that's deal very, in our very league. Impressive. Very impressive. Um, mm-hmm. Outfielder Monty Harrison. So there we go. Congrats to the Yankees. Yes. Real shit. Yes. Um, pitcher James Hoyt. Okay. Outfielder Matt Joyce. That's that's a Exciting. name I haven't seen. Wow. Mm-hmm. Matt uh, Joyce. Neat. Yeah. Catcher uh, Ryan Lavarnway. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but yeah, he used not to play big, for the yeah. Red Sox. Yeah, another um, blast past. Mm-hmm. Let me see just real quick if I know any of these other names. Uh, Nick Vincent, I've seen him hey, before. Yeah, yeah, he was a Padres reliever that was yes. pretty decent if I remember rightly. Mm-hmm. And the last but not the least name I'm seeing is Jordan Yamamoto. Hello. So I'm pretty sure that Alex Rhodes has him Cardinals. So yeah, congrats to him. Um, yeah. So, so we've got potentially a fab bonanza coming up. We do. We have two, uh, I believe it's just two prospects in Yamamoto and Harrison who are ready to make an immediate impact for teams. Mm-hmm. Not to yep. mention, uh, some returning favorites like Logan Forsyth. And uh, yeah. uh, Nick Vincent, that could very well step up and make an impact for uh, yeah. for the team. And dude, this is all this is all ignoring some Marlins prospects that sit on your roster. Uh, who yeah. I would be I would be unsurprised to see 
yeah. in the not too distant future too. Man, I was really hoping to see one of those guys. I was really hoping Cabrera would be on there. Um, uh, to, to, uh, <laughs> I buddy, can't wait. Had we had we <laughs> let off? Had we let off with a Cabrera, Nidert, Guzman, Yamamoto? Mm. I would have. I, it would have been a super soaker going off in oh, my shorts. Oh, in my apartment as well. So <laughs> there, there's always next week, my man. There's it is. always next week. That's true. But anyway, sorry about that. That was some breaking news. No, right? no, no. I love the breaking news. And, uh, man, I'm glad we got to give a little bit of extra shout out there uh, to, to the boys in the league. So, guys, uh, if, if you're a big Logan Forsyth fan, if you're a big Ryan LeVarnway fan, Look out because nobody else Tyler said is worth your fab bucks. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, uh, Tyler, won't you, uh, you, we've told them where they can find you. Any last words? I just, um, I just hope that all these baseball players are smart and what they're doing. Um, as a healthcare professional, um, you know, COVID is real. Unfortunately it is. And, um, it can, it can be fatal, but to these guys, um, I just hope they're smart but I hope they keep playing baseball because it's something that the country needs. And it's something that I love along with uh, 15 other guys that I know for sure. Yep. And um, let's just keep the good times rolling. This last week of fantasy has been so awesome. It sure has. And we've got six more weeks plus some playoffs to go. Yes, so sir. stay tuned to the real shit baseball podcast. Cause we're going to be breaking it down uh, at the very least every Monday. But uh, you know what? I've caught a wild hair up my ass, and we've been recording a little more lately. So you guys just enjoy it while we're getting it. Uh, hope you're enjoying this episode. I hope you're having a nice week. Uh, this episode will probably be most listened to, I presume, on Tuesday morning. So uh, happy Tuesday to you. Uh, on behalf of Tyler, the Big, da- the big Jack Daddy, and myself, Drew Wheeler, uh, this is the Real Shit Baseball Podcast, and we are bidding you a, uh, a happy day. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.